Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 241 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by... The Utter Husband. <laughs> the one who is not quite yet grounded this episode, but very quickly could become so. This is for Vinny. <laughs> Vinny. Oh, Vinny. You know what? Just because you're grounded. <laughs> and you haven't even done anything yet. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> So, Vinny, um, thank you so much. You know we love you to pieces. Thank you, Vinny. Vinny rule. Are you ready, you guys? Because I'm ready. Today, we are discussing part one of chapter 16 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, A Very Frosty Christmas. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to jingle your way through the details. I I wish I had a jingle bell. Ding, ding, ding. Insert jingle bell sound. (laughs) Um, But before we begin, let's go for some weekly profit news. Uh, So big news is that the premiere for Secrets of Dumbledore happened in London, which is exciting. Catherine Waterston was there. Tina. We We had a new Tina reunion. She arrived. So clearly... She's in the movie. That picture of them together was so cute. It was the video of them seeing each other oh, I didn't was see so it. cute. Oh no. It was very Will cute. I cry. I mean, I don't know, maybe. God, but. you're so weak. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany! <laughs> His suit was like different. It was very like cash, but fancy. You know what I mean? Cash. So cash, cash. Uh, so I I did not see any pictures of Ezra Ezra Miller there. Um, he's got a lot going on apparently. So something happened. He was arrested in Hawaii, correct? Yeah. So yeah. we'll see what comes of that. But <sighs> I um. Literally, I think after next week when this movie drops in everywhere but the United States, I am literally just deleting social media until I see it. <laughs> it's such a long gap. I, I know. hate that for us. I know. I it's did get like my tickets, don't... though. Oh, see? Okay. I don't know why, but like I will be seeing it at an AMC theater. And so I was talking to Martinius, and I was like, dude tickets are on sale why is nothing showing up here and he goes yeah sometimes they're not gonna put them out there for a while like a while and i'm like that's so dumb that but is i don't dumb. understand where where are you seeing it like what kind of a theater like a cinema amc 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 what the crud yeah so we actually got tickets for two showings i'm excited we're gonna go thursday evening after we record a theories episode so it's gonna be fresh Like, we're going late that night, and then we're going during the afternoon on Friday before we record our reaction episode. Mm. 
Hmm? So we're going to have seen it twice before we record our reaction uh, to it for you guys. But I'm excited. Amazing. Which that episode will come out. That weekend. The weekend of whenever it comes out. Um, Okay, so then other weekly profit news. Well, I guess in to go along with that tickets should be on sale um i got emails from cinemark and amc saying that they were available so yeah maybe i just I'm, don't know tiffany's allowed i mean i'm looking on the app yeah i got ours well we're like amc a list but that shouldn't matter sure Jan. so i don't, I don't know. understand i don't know i'm not pleased I'm sorry. Should be. It's directly your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then in other news, they also announced a Warner. No, not the Wizarding World announced a collaboration with. I don't know how to say this company. I think it's Casetify. I love their cases. It's like, yeah, it's like phone cases. And then but then they also have like cases for Nintendo Switch systems, like travel cases that look pretty nice. Um, but Tom Felton has been like all up all in Wizarding over. World's business, man, because he yeah. hosted the premiere for them in London for Secrets of Dumbledore. He like interviewed everybody. He was, and just was like Hollywood. live. I know. Uh, he yeah, he did some promo for them at Universal Hollywood. And he also is like the ambassador for Casetify. He's in like all of the pictures and ads for Casetify for these new phones. And it's the one that he showed, the one that is like in the photo with him. It's like this basilisk design. I love it. It's really cool. So anyway, same company also has Pokemon cases that are really cool. They also have cute Disney cases. They have a lot of fun collabs. Um, and their oh, cases yeah. look really nice. So it's ca- Casetify is spelled C-A-S-E-T-I-F-Y. Uh, they, I mean, they have a ton more than just Harry Potter. So, like, you can check them out. They've got definitely Disney, definitely Pokemon. I feel like there's, I don't know. Anyway, lots of cool things. I love the Basilisk design. And the picture with the Basilisk design and Tom Felton, fresh. <laughs> anyway, he looked good. That's all I'm saying. Make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because maybe they'll like us too. And that'd be cool. You can introduce them to us. Go on over to our YouTube channel and subscribe. It is Swish and Flick Podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Swish Flickcast. If you would like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going, and it gives you access to the exclusive Felix Files episodes, which, like I said, one of the Felix Files this month is going to be a theories episode on Secrets of Dumbledore that we're going to put out literally right before we go see it. And um, also it gives you access to our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, Swish Swag Boxes. Swish Swag Boxes were taken to the post office. Thank goodness. So happy that those are out of our house. Uh, yeah, I hope that you guys love them. I, everybody that I shared the box with prior to shipping really liked it. And my mom was like, that is such a nice little box. And I was like, thanks, mom. So I hope that you guys like it. I enjoy it. I have already been using one of the items that comes in it. 
Um, that's all I'm going to say. So, yeah, I've been enjoying it while I read. That's the clue. That's the clue. Hmm. If you would like to send us your Potter stories or any fun things, questions, or concerns, you can do so to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Good job. Thanks. I try. Very I nice. need water. That was a lot of talking. Yeah. We'll get some sips. Catherine. Governor. Re-recap. 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 <laughs> <keep-cap. laughs> I love how I had a uh, Tiffany little accent on it there too i don't know what that voice is that you do but it's my favorite i love it (laughs) um all right so last time hermione had some not so subtle hints for ron because guess who she's taking the slughorn's christmas party good old mccormick mcspices Hey! hey uh harry ends up being very glad he asked luna to the party because she is a good laugh because did you know rufus scrimger is a vampire I did, actually. Thank you. And also, like, the Rot Fang conspiracy. It also turns out that Hermione only asked McCormick because she... Yes, I know I'm saying that wrong. Because she knew it would make Ron the most jealous. And, uh... It kind of sucks to be her, though, because he has more tentacles than a snarflump plant. (laughs) 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 So good. All right, summary. Summary. God, you... Whoa. Wow. <laughs> My mouth just, like... Meg does that on occasion, and it's oh always my God. the best. The one time I went to go and sing the song Skinamarinky Dinky Dink. Mm-hmm. You know that song? Mm-hmm. And I just oh, went... Yes, I know that song! <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at Katie, and I like the ser- I was like going all in. I was about to sing it, and I just went, Smink! <laughs> <laughs> oh, she will not. She will not let that go either. Oh, since it. you shared, I'll share my embarrassing one too. I was at when I had my office job. I was in the hallway where it's very long and echoey, <laughs> and funny. it's just me and this other person. I have no idea what we were talking about as we were passing each other. They probably said like, "I like your shirt" or something, and I, I don't know what I was trying to say, but I got mixed up in my head, and I just said "thank" and just walked away real fast because I don't know okay. what happened. So. And this isn't mine. This is my sister's from this past weekend. She's looking at me and she's across the table. She goes, Give me the, and the, No. <laughs> <laughs> she just gave no. up. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then we both lose it. And people, like, everybody's looking no. at us like, What is wrong with you? It's like a lot of things. She a goes, Sometimes I do that. She goes, My brain is knows what it wants to say yeah. but my, my mouth just can't do it yep yep like, can't oh, keep up man. on that oh. note let's try this again the summary begins god rescue mary hippogriffs because it is christmas uh harry tells ron about the unbreakable vow and is happy to have figured out that you cannot break an unbreakable vow what uh very much figured that out on his own uh, Harry asks Ron if he believes him about Snape, and Hermione disappeared after Slughorn's party to get away from Keeper Dude, you know, McCormick, uh, because all Harry wanted to do was say a big old fat, I told you so, about Malfoy, which he's done to Ron numerous times now at this point, uh, but wanted to do that to Hermione too, but didn't get the opportunity. 
The Weasley family's angel topper this year is a stupefied gnome courtesy of the twins. And Harry finally gets a chance to talk to Mr. Weasley and learns some interesting things. <laughs> I love the things that we get now that Fred and George can do magic. It is quite interesting. Yeah. Okay. So. It's Christmas, right? It's Christmas. So I thought that it would be nice if we all sang um, God Rest Ye Merry Hippogriffs before yes. we get started. So this is literally all of us. I mean, it's it's in the book, so. It's canon. As you literally thought, <laughs> the author wrote this. <laughs> I remember just being like, wow, that's really good. I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> Tiffany know. wrote the book. <clears throat> right, yeah. I did. Um so we're gonna we're gonna do this. Do you need to look over the lyrics or you do you feel good? I got I, feel I got good. it. Feel good. Feel good about this? Yeah. I need to adjust in my seat. Let me take a sip of water. Are you gonna sip cry Megan? You yeah, usually... absolutely. She will. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you so weak? <laughs> All right. Uh, ready? Yeah. One. God rest ye merry hippogriffs, you dismay. Remember rats and weasels upon this Christmas day to fill our bellies and our hearts when we all fly away. Oh, snacks of comfort and joy. Comfort and joy. Oh, snacky the comfort and joy. Guys, I'm so sorry. That used to be so good when we recorded together. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that we're all into the um, Christmas spirit, kind of, because that was... I'm feeling it. Feeling it. Interesting. Anyway, so Ron is annoying Harry. (laughs) What else can you say? <laughs> he keeps asking Harry to clarify that Snape was definitely offering to help Malfoy. And Harry tells him that if he asks him one more time, then he's going to stick the sprout that he's holding up his, you know, what? <laughs> and he's like, hey, hey, man, I'm just checking. So he's like triple, quadruple blah, checking that, that that was actually happening because... He's been doubtful of Harry as of recently. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he's just, you know, he's just checking. Because of everything that happened at the end of five, we know, you know, he's got some trauma to work through as far as, like, Harry having these outlandish theories that usually were right, except for that last time. And so the boys are at the burrow, and they are helping peel a mountain of sprouts for Mrs. Weasley, it's snowing and it is a whole entire mood. And we get some more information on what an unbreakable vow actually is. We already know, of course, but Mr. Potter does not. So, like a good wizarding world friend, Ron helps him out by filling in the gaps. And this used to happen a lot in books like one one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, Ron would be his source of wizarding world information. Not Hermione, because... That's a movie, isn't it? 
Teddy is really interested in what you have to say today. <laughs> He's distracting me. He's so orange. He I really know. wants to walk across the keyboard. Tell you to do it. Um, so, quote, yes, Snape was offering to help him, said Harry. He said he'd promised Malfoy's mother to protect him, that he'd made an unbreakable oath or something. An unbreakable vow, said Ron, looking stunned. Nah, he can't have. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure, said Harry. Why? What does it mean? Well, you can't break an unbreakable vow. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> I'd work that much out for myself, funnily enough. What happens if you break it then? And this is where it, like, goes off the funny end to super dark. Right? Ron's, mm-hmm. Ron's response simply is, you die. And so he dun, goes dun, on to dun. say, I know, truly. But he goes on to say that Fred and George tried to get me to make one once when I was about five. I nearly did, too. I was holding hands with Fred and everything when dad found us. He went mental, said Ron, with a reminiscent gleam in his eyes. Only time I've ever seen dad as angry as mum. Fred reckons his left buttock has never been the same since. Yikes. <laughs> Whooping. He Ooh. got a straight up whooping for that. Because, like, if you're five making an unbreakable vow, you're going to probably die. So, yeah. uh, dad was mad. <laughs> dad was mad. And just great timing. Fred pops in and he's like, I beg your pardon? <laughs> Talking about my butt? Talking about my butt cheeks. (laughs) And he takes the opportunity, Fred, that is, to make fun of the boys for not being able to use magic outside of school just yet. And that is such a brother type of thing to do because, like, clearly it's not their fault. It's literally just their age. And so it's it's just amusing to me to, to, like, choose that to, like, make fun of them for. And he goes, ah, George, look at this. They're using knives and everything. Bless them. (laughs) (laughs) and i love that line i think that is fantastic i just love the bless them i love the (laughs) twins poor fred but untimely and that feels brotherly as well and so ron is really grumpy about it he's gonna be 17 in a couple months after all and then as he's distracted by this he accidentally cuts his thumb and he says that George made him do that. And he goes, you made me do it. That said Ron angrily sucking his cut thumb. You wait when I'm 17. Oh, I'm sure you'll dazzle us with all your hitherto unsuspected magical skills. Yawned Fred. (laughs) So mean. (laughs) It is so mean. And then we get to the point of the twins actually coming into the kitchen. So they gleaned a bit of information um, from Jenny about Ron's snogging at school. Does she mention the plunger sound? Oh, uh, I forgot. You know, I should I do it again? That. No, it's terrible. Katie, do it. <laughs> so gross. So gross. Tiffany so literally gross. braced herself. <laughs> I had to. It's nasty. <laughs> Um, so he was like talking about some more unsuspected skills from Ron and a lady named Lavender Brown. Lav, lav. Lav, lav. Ron turns pink, but he's not necessarily displeased by them knowing this information, probably because he thinks it makes him cooler. Um, 
But he does tell them to mind their own business. And they're like, how in the world did this happen? Did she have an accident? Because, of course, according to your brothers, there's no way that you could have gotten a girlfriend without something being wrong with her. Oh, my God. (laughs) And just then, Mrs. Weasley comes into the kitchen. This is, like, really good timing. Like, Fred and George had really good timing. Mrs. Weasley also has really good timing because just then she got a glimpse of Ron throwing a knife. (laughs) Ronald Weasley. Uh, Fred, he threw a knife. (laughs) That's serious, dude. Every time I read this part, I was like, what? (laughs) That's like... Do it. You're doing the most here, Ron, and you don't need to. It's not like you chucked a peeler at him, you know, where it's yeah. got like blunt edges and the sharp parts. I mean, hidden. I guess he knows that like he can use magic and what stop if, it, but like he, he might not have fast reflexes. Through a knife. It's <laughs> so bad. But luckily, Fred did a lazy flick of his wand. And it turned into an airplane, which is a really cool bit of transfiguration. Agreed. And so Mrs. Weasley says, Ron, don't you ever let me see you throwing knives again. And Ron goes, I won't. And then he goes, let you see under his (laughs) breath. (laughs) And he turned back to Sprout Mountain and continued his work. And Mrs. Weasley tells Fred and George that Remus is to be arriving that night as well. So Bill. Oh, yeah. Hottie alert. And so (laughs) Bill is going to have to squeeze in with them. Watch out. You know who else is coming? Who? Fleur. Floor, you mean? Floor. Floor. (laughs) And, uh. She gets to share with Ginny, which I'm sure Ginny is so thrilled about. Quality sister time. Oh, my God. Uh, So, yeah, we learn that Fleur's sharing with Ginny and Harry and Ron, obviously, are going to be up in the attic in Ron's room. And we also find out that Percy is not coming home for Christmas. Shocking. And Fred says that he's the world's biggest prat. That's Which. the proper word, Meg. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's one you don't have to edit out. <laughs> uh, Ron tries to get Fringers to help him with the sprouts since they can, you know, use magic, but they say no. It's character building. It makes you appreciate how difficult it is for muggles and squibs. And then George throws the paper airplane at him and tells him that if he wants help, maybe he shouldn't throw knives at people, which I mean is a pretty valid point. Yeah. Yeah. It is like the audacity to throw a knife at your brother and then ask them for help. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You mean that doesn't add up? You know, Ronald. Ronald Weasley. He's just thinking about snogging Lab Lab some more. Oh my gosh. My lips are chapped. Saran's annoyed and says that it could have taken them 10 seconds and then they could be off too. But Harry's like, dude, I can't. I promised Dumbledore that I wouldn't wander off while I'm staying here. Look at Harry being the good boy. You know, I thought that that was a little shocking. Yeah. That he actually 
listened. There's something else I think you're going to say in a little bit, so I won't say it. But like, where are you going to go? (laughs) You're at the borough. (laughs) It's sad, though, because like Harry and Dumbledore have reached a point in their like friendship, relationship, whatever, like where they can really trust and rely on each other. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you know why it's sad. You know why? Well, it's sad for the fact that obviously Dumbledore is going to die, but like it's also sad in the fact that Harry then questions his whole relationship with Dumbledore. Yeah. Really so mean. Dumbledore's perfect in every way. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, we'll also, see, Tiffany. But like Harry knows a lot more at this point. Um, obviously doesn't know everything, but like he knows what's at stake. You, you know mean he I mean? doesn't know he was being raised for slaughter? oh man all right so ron asks harry if he's gonna tell dumbledore about snape and malfoy and harry's like uh yeah i'm gonna tell anybody who i think can put a stop to it and i'm also thinking about talking to your dad and ron he just kind of and and i think harry realizes this too he's like it's a pity Oh, sorry. I was thinking I was in a different spot about the whole like they're just going to have an excuse for Snape thing. But Ron is like, it's a pity that you didn't hear exactly what Malfoy was going to do. And Harry's like, well, I couldn't have because that was exactly the conversation. Like Snape was trying to figure it out and Malfoy was never going to tell him. Um, and here Ron goes quiet for a moment and then just goes, you know what they'll say? They'll say Snape isn't really trying to help Malfoy. He was just trying to find out what Malfoy's up to. Which Harry agrees that in his I mean, in his head, at least he agrees that like that is probably what they're going to think. But Harry tells Ronnie's like immediately. No, immediately. No, you didn't hear him. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, not even Snape, is that good of an actor is what he says. Um, mm, but he is. Hmm. Uh, But then Harry asks Ron again if he believes him. I think just because of, like, what we've been talking about, how Hermione and Ron haven't necessarily been on his side in this conversation. Um, But now Harry is very much into, you know, the I told you so's after spotting Malfoy and Snape and hearing this conversation. And, And Ron says, yes, seriously, I do believe you. But they are all convinced Snape is in the order. And Harry knew that that was true. And he could also hear Hermione objecting, saying, obviously, Harry, he was pretending to offer help so he could trick Malfoy into telling him what he's doing. But we learn that Harry didn't even get a chance to tell Hermione, though, because she had just disappeared from Slughorn's party to get away from McCormick. And him and Ron had left very early the next day for the burrow. So it was very much a quick goodbye in the common room. He was able to tell Hermione happy Christmas. Um, and he'd mentioned something about how he had something to tell her when they got back, but he wasn't really sure she was paying attention because Ron and Lavender were very much saying a nonverbal goodbye to each other in the common room right behind them as they were having their conversation. Nonverbal goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask you for that every time before one of us leaves, which will just mean a smooch? A nonverbal goodbye? Yeah. Sure, babe. Sure. <laughs> sure, babe. <laughs> <laughs> 
someone the other day and we posted some picture of us and someone was like meg did you finally take katie on a date and i was like that's such a throwback i love it all right so still there's one thing that hermione can't deny that anybody that can Dumbledore's deny. Got style. Right. You are correct. Ah. Um, it's that Malfoy is definitely up to something and Snape knows it. So he felt very justified in saying, I told you so, and had already told Ron exactly that several times. Um, but Harry hadn't gotten a chance to talk to Mr. Malfoy yet because if we remember, he did ask him to see if he could do any poking around and find out what what sort of object Draco was trying to fix or whatever um because he was Mr. Weasley was working long hours at the ministry until Christmas Eve night so we cut to the scene where the Weasleys and their guests are all sitting in the living room and apparently Ginny had decorated it so much that it quote it was rather like sitting in a paper chain explosion which I appreciate because paper chains are super fun to make yeah they are and easy they're cute. I love whenever people make little paper chain countdowns for their like Disney trips and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cute. Cute. Um, as Meg said in her summary, the angel at the top of the tree is not an angel. It's a garden gnome. Um, the only people that know that are Fred, George, Harry, and Ron. This gnome bit Fred's ankle when he was getting carrots from the garden for dinner. First of all, love that. That they I am grow their own so food. So jealous. I I would love want to do that. A thriving garden so badly. I want to be like Nancy Birdwhistle. Yeah, shout out to Nancy from Great British Bake Off. I, I like, love her. In the world? <laughs> I love her. Oh my God. She's one of my heroes. Um, so this gnome. They accurate. Uh, this is not okay. First of all, because a gnome I is know. a living being. Right. Uh they stupefied it, painted it gold. Put it in a miniature tutu, glued wings to its back, oh. and put it on top of the tree. And it's sitting up there glowering at them. No kidding. I hope that you retain all bodily functions when you're stupefied and that gnome pees all over your tree. Katie. It's <laughs> <laughs> not cool, man. That is pretty horrid. Yeah, like, that's like doing that to I don't know what what do you what could you equate that's like that's like putting salt on a slug or burning ants with a magnifying glass. Okay, Katie, you did both of those and things I, as a kid. I did not burn ants, but I regret putting salt on a slug. You put salt on a slug. Yeah, I You're feel really murderer. bad about it still. And Meg loves bringing it up <laughs> and making me feel sad. You're a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Katie was like, I don't know, probably eight i was very so. young and i was encouraged because they're bad for the garden and the only thing i don't regret on aliving are centipedes and spiders in my home yeah, yeah if they're outside the home then yeah. my my, my tune has changed okay I'll let them live. <laughs> yeah. once you're in my house though you did <laughs> i gotta say though like upon rereads the twins are slightly problematic with some stuff many times well yeah love potions being number one <laughs> they like i know that it's all in the name of like comedy but like it's but not you, always funny then you think about it one just one layer lower and you're like oh well right it's different like reading funny. these 
when you're younger versus reading them now, you're just kind of like, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. That is all. Yeah. <laughs> also, though, how does nobody else know that this isn't the normal angel? Because Harry describes it as like literally the ugliest angel he's ever seen. And it has like <laughs> a potato head and so hairy feet. Sad. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so... <laughs> Mrs. Weasley has Celestina Warbeck's Christmas broadcast on. They're probably playing God You Rest God Rest You Merry Hippogriffs. But can you sing what they are playing? Uh I did put <laughs> I did put them in here. <laughs> Do it. I'm not singing. Do it. You can sing. Where are the lyrics? It's an I don't think it's the lyrics from the song that we actually know. It no, might, I know. It might be. It's right here. I'll highlight it for you. I'm not there yet. Okay. No. So this Christmas broadcast is on and Fleur is over in the corner talking with Bill and she's talking so loudly and Mrs. Weasley's getting very annoyed and keeps turning the radio up and up and up and up. So this has to be a really interesting little family get together. Um, so Fred, George and Ginny are playing Exploding Snap. I Wow. My notes made it Snape instead of Snap. Exploding Snape. Exploding Snape. That's... Uh, Ooh. Yeah, that's not <laughs> pleasant. Um, Ron was watching Bill and Fleur as if hoping to pick up some tips. And my boy Remus is there. However, it's sad because he's described as looking thinner and more ragged than ever. And he's staring into the fire as if he can't even hear Celestina's cauldron full of hot, strong love. Or is he thinking about Tonks? Ayo! Nothing? Okay. Um, so this song you actually can hear at the Wizarding World, and it's fun and cute. And I don't know. Do you remember these in these lyrics in it? They have to be in it, but I can't picture it. I just keep thinking of the chorus. Um, but some of the lyrics are, oh, come and stir my cauldron. And if you do it right, I bo I'll boil you up some hot, strong love to keep you warm tonight. Sing it. Yeah, that's in there. I can't remember, like, exactly. I can't how remember how that goes. I just goes. know it goes, um, I know it goes, like... Oh shoot! It's like I literally know one blip. My call. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You're right. And if you do it right, uh, I don't know. And the banshees on stage do that dun, cool like dun, microphone drag thing. Dun, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you've never watched Celestina at the Wizarding World and you've gone or you're going like it's worth your time make time for so it so fun so she performs in carket market yeah um in Diagon Alley. highly recommend yeah super fun um okay mrs weasley is also listening to cauldron full of hot strong love and she has to wipe her eyes on her knitting because she looks to mr weasley and goes we danced this when we were 18 do you remember so cute. And uh, Mr. Weasley's falling asleep and he's like, what? Oh, yeah. Marvelous tune. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I actually believe the quote is Murf. Um, He's falling asleep over his Satsuma that he's peeling and I was like, what is that? It's just a mandarin orange. Like is It's it just like, like a, a clementine. Sumo orange? No, sadly. God, those are so freaking good. I know. I don't they are. Trash. <sighs> Not sumo oranges. But what don't you like about them? The Everything. taste? You don't like the String. taste of oranges. 
garbage. No, I don't like the customers. There's something wrong with you. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway, Satsuma. It's <laughs> anyway. orange. So he looks to Harry and he apologizes for the music, saying it would be over soon. And Harry's smiling and says it's no problem. And then he switches the conversation to ask if it's been busy at the ministry. Very, said Mr. Weasley. I wouldn't mind if we were getting anywhere, but of the three arrests we've made in the last couple of months, I doubt that one of them is a genuine Death Eater. Only don't repeat that, Harry, he added quickly, looking much more awake all of a sudden. A genuine Death Eater. Genuine Death Eater. Do you remember that sign you took a picture of in Turkey that said genuine fake watches? Yes. That's amazing. (laughs) Yep. I love that. Um, so we do find out that they are still holding Stan Shunpike, even though Dumbledore himself went directly to Scrimger to try and, did I say that correctly? Yes, I did. To appeal it. And anyone who had interviewed Stan agreed, as Mr. Weasley says, that he's as much of a Death Eater as this Satsuma. (laughs) Who knows? Interesting comparison, but okay. Could be an evil orange. There's annoying orange. Why isn't there evil orange? Never know. Um, but he says that the top levels want it to seem like they're making progress, which is so frustrating. And like, I see this being a thing that a large corporation or government would do. Like, well, three arrests sounds better than three mistaken arrests and releases because it looks like we're doing something, which yeah, is also like- why Fudge tried to blame everything on Sirius Black for like two full years. Ugh. I know. It's just so stupid. It is stupid. It's a good way to put it. And Mr. Weasley again reminds Harry this is all top secret, which is pretty cool that like he's still sharing it with him. He can confide in Harry with that stuff. And Harry's like, yeah, no, I won't say anything. He's really trying to figure out how to ask him about Malfoy. So he says, Mr. Weasley, you know what I told you at the station when we were setting off for school? And he instantly goes, I checked. I went and searched Malfoy's house. There was nothing either broken or whole that shouldn't have been there. And that's it, friends. What's Draco working on? Must not be at the house. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The tangled webs we weave. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if this is a three-part chapter. It, it is. is. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Tiff. Yeah, so if it seems a little short, it's because it was just a little too long. <laughs> so More content. Yeah. Yes. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash swish. All right. Lightning bolt round. Was Zach Smith in the house? Yeah. Get out of here. You know, mm. welcome. Why? Zach Smith? Z Smith in the house. Why? Why? All right. Sive wants our answers to funny answers to mm. what happens if you break an unbreakable vow. You poop your pants. I was going to say I was that. I going to say you fart for a whole day. That's a lot of answer. <laughs> hmm. You have to eat lettuce for the for a whole week. Oh my god. Only lettuce? Yeah. You have to walk around in your underwear because your pants won't stay on. Oh my god. <laughs> well, don't break it. That's why it's called unbreakable. Mm, Marguerite asks, do you think Snape would have made an unbreakable vow with Harry if Dumbledore asked? Oof. Yes. Yeah, I do. I think Snape would have done a lot of things for Harry. Yeah. Whether or not Dumbledore And asked. Dumbledore. Actually, for Lily. Oh, Lily. Right. Oh, Lily. This is not really for, you know, Harry. He doesn't really give a rat's beep about Harry. No, two hoots. <laughs> <laughs> a rat's beep. <laughs> rat's driving around here. Where did that phrase originate? I have no idea. I don't know. Kendra <laughs> asks, no serious answers. What unbreakable vow would you make someone else make with you? No serious, no serious answers? answers. No serious answers. Wait, is the consequence still uh, death? Yeah, what are we talking about? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, that sounds dangerous. Answer. Yeah, okay. go for it. You have to make the unbreakable vow to always kiss me good night. Nonverbal good night. Nonverbal good night. Both of you specifically. <laughs> to fly up there every night. <laughs> Here's the kiss so I don't perish. <laughs> I can't think of one. I'd make the unbreakable vow with Katie to never take up more than half of the bed at night for the rest of our lives. <laughs> See, let me oh explain God, this. Everybody. Don't cross my hat. Why are let you me, mean? Let me explain this. <laughs> Meg thinks that I take up the bed. However, she does. Listen, hold on. However, she does. Whoa. At night, mm -hmm. right? Like, Here usually we go. people are on their phones, mm -hmm. right? Who's not on their phone before they go to bed? I really should stop doing that. I, Me too. So, then, where, wherever Meg is laying in the bed... I'm cold now on cuddle. So wherever she's laying, then I will lay she next to her. She turns this on me. No, I'm just saying. You pick your spot, then Kendra, I lay. Kendra, turns this into and a then fight. All of a sudden, fight, fight, fight. I've taken up the whole bed. You are. At least I don't steal the covers in the middle of the night where I have to get up and go get another blanket because it's all burritoed around you. I take I take over the bed at night, which is hilarious because I am very small compared to Martin. 
And he just like scoots over and he like curls up the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, to be fair, he weighs more than me. So when he lays on the bed, I roll in. Not my fault. Not my fault. You don't. You don't want me all up in your business at night. Also, we don't. People, I don't understand. Like, we'll cuddle, whatever. But then, like, once I'm ready to sleep, I need my space. Yeah, see, that's how I feel. And I'm like, Katie, roll over. I'm cold. I will steal his body heat as long as I need to. I've made him come to bed early before because I've been freezing. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely need Meg's warmth. Also, two things for people in Discord. I'm not three feet tall. I'm five feet three and a half inches tall. Katie and I are basically the same height. You're a giant compared to me. And second, Teddy, who is a small little ginger boy, will take up the entire bed. He will take up about half of it, which is insane. See, so what am I supposed to, where am I supposed to be? I don't know. Buy me a king size bed. We won't have to worry about it. I love, I love Katie, you didn't have an answer. Well, Kendra did say, she said, <clears throat> no death. So that made me feel a lot better. <laughs> Megan rolls her eyes like, because yeah. she wants the ultimate price <laughs> to be what paid if, for creeping in on her space. Someone said this phone with Meg saw. So I'm, I'm not say, in the chat right now because I'm looking at the questions. I'd make an unbreakable vow with Meg that she would always have to scoop the cat box. <laughs> I'm allergic. Put a mask on. We got plenty. To cat poop? (laughs) Yeah, no genuine. Well, not the poop, the pee. I thought it was the litter. No, it's the pee. What what story are you spinning today? (laughs) (laughs) If you have an allergy to cats, look at your face. I'm not lying. Google it. Are you scooping it up with your hands? Go Google it. It's the it's it's the powder. Oh, it just gets all Is up. Is it in the my... powder or the pee? It's the pee, but it goes all in the powder. I feed them. I feel like you just you got, got on your own podcast. I didn't. <laughs> I I would make an unbreakable vow that I'm not lying. <laughs> and the consequence would be death. That's how serious I am. Meg. <laughs> People with cat allergies, tell me I'm wrong. If you're allergic to cats, you're allergic to their pee. I literally just that's the truth. I just like to get Meg all riled up about this. I understand. Okay, you're you're in trouble. Oh my god, you see, we she gets all mad about Ron throwing knives. She just shot daggers out her eyes at me. You see that? Oh, I see it. You're in trouble. I'm not making up anything. <laughs> I didn't say Let's you go were. to the next one. You guys can <sighs> make up later. <clears throat> Sam Gartley, if you were in the Wizarding World for Christmas, what would be on top of your tree? Not a friggin' not stupefied a gnome. gnome with a golden fiend. No, a thunderbird. Oh my goodness. Well, but like a topper. Like oh. not real. Yeah. I was picturing Frank up there, like, whoo. <laughs> no. Uh, I would do... A big old golden snitch. Yeah. What about a snitch on a rope? 
so it can't get away. It's a snitch on a rope. Snitch on a rope. <laughs> oh Maybe. Emily, thank you for that. I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking a like a unicorn horn replica. Charlie the unicorn. Look at Megan's lying face on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, she can't see him. I screenshot him, don't worry. Oh, so good. Are we done? Did you answer, Katie? I feel like you didn't. I said a snitch on a rope. Oh, okay. Um, One more question. Marguerite, do you think Ron doesn't believe... Uh, doesn't believe Harry because he wants to believe Malfoy isn't capable or do you think he's just trying to avoid something so serious? The latter. Yeah, I think he's just P- PTSD. I totally think Ron knows that Malfoy's ca- capable. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't want to believe it because if he's like me, like you want to believe, believe like everything is fine, everything is sunshine and rainbow. Everything is awesome. Cool. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. <laughs> And, like, I completely understand. Like, you want to ignore it and brush it off as long as you can. But, like, I think he knows in his heart of hearts that Malfoy has every capability of being all the things that Harry has said he is. Especially since he, like, saw Malfoy's dad literally at the ministry months ago being a Death Eater. Under a Death Dude mask. So... Why not? Why not? <laughs> what is it? Do a crazy dance. <laughs> I know. I was trying to think of something that would be Potter related, but nothing was coming to mind. Hmm. Okay. That, that's it. That's that's where we're at. Cool. Who won? We had a bingo. Went to Gryffindor. Marguerite, Ooh, I believe, yeah. got the bingo. It flew by really fast, but I Way think to go. that's who got it. Who got that house cup? Um, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I was catching up on the, ch- the chitty chat. <sighs> Wait, whoops. Just clicked the wrong thing. Uh, house cup. Oh, Slytherin. Bull. Bull. Hockey. No. Who's in second? Gryffindor. I warned. I warned you, Wizgiz. I said <laughs> no cheating. <laughs> uh, Congrats, Slytherin. It's been a minute. Congrats, Danger Noodles. Bogus. Danger You're noodles. bogus. You're bogus. You're bogus. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I saw a kid do that losers. today and I was like, what year is this? <laughs> Anytime anybody does like little like letters like this, I think of bring it on. I don't know why, but I'm I always just like, mm, bring it on. I literally just thought of Waluigi and Luigi and Wario when you did that. Waluigi. Because they're on their hats. I don't know. (laughs) His sounds are so silly. I know. um, The games when you like, 
like in Mario Party when you can taunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> it's up in my throat. I need a sip of water. I don't know. My nose is a mess. Allergies, man. It's not fun. Never had them do this year. Hello, 30s. <sighs> All right. Ready for the fan story? Yeah. Yep. This one comes from Charlotte of July 2019. A different time. Oh, simpler time. Mm-hmm. Hello, Tiffany, Megan, Katie, and Sarah. I hope you're all doing well. My name is Charlotte, and I thought I'd send you my Potter story. Even if it isn't read out, it's nice to share the Harry Potter love. I'm from West Yorkshire, and I am a massive lover of all things Harry Potter. I'm a Gryffindor, and I think my hybrid house would be Gryffindor. Woo-woo-woo. My Patronus is a St. Bernard. Uh, my, my That's wand. amazing. That's super cool. My wand is laurel wood with unicorn hair and slightly springy flexibility, 14 and a half inches. And my Ilvermorny house is Puckwudgie. From everything I've read, I think all these really do match up with my personality. I currently go to University in York, which has a couple of Harry Potter locations of note if you ever get to go to the north of England. I really want to go there. Which place is that? York. No. <laughs> what? Do you know what Harry Potter locations are there? I think that there's this like <laughs> row. York. Well, <laughs> um, I well, I think that there's a road that very much looks like Diagon Alley, mm -hmm. and they have like a bunch of Harry Potter shops. I think. I hope I'm not making that up, but I think. Anyone Charlotte, send York, us another email. It? <laughs> Every time you're saying, you keep saying York, I just think of York peppermint patties. <gasps> getting the sensation. <laughs> I Feel love a good old York peppermint patty. I do Super too. Good. Some people really hate mint and I love candies. Mint. I love it too. I love mint. Alana love was it. like, we were talking about getting ice cream the other day and just out of nowhere, she goes mint chocolate chip and Marty goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the Marty, let her live her life. He goes, you're not going to like that. I was like, what are you talking about? She How might. You know? Because she usually takes two bites of anything and then says that she's full. So that's probably why he's like, I'm not wasting money getting you ice cream that we don't know that you'll like. So he got her chocolate peanut butter and she was happy. Oh, chocolate peanut butter from Honey Hut. Mm -hmm. You know it, baby. Um, if I would have just kept reading, Charlotte very nicely told us what these locations are. So. Oh, way to go, oh, me. Uh, we're was good. I right? We're, we're <gasps> I was. There is a place. Oh, I knew it. Firstly, this is Charlotte again. <laughs> she had to be happy about something because the cat pee thing sounded fake. It wasn't <laughs> fake. <laughs> I swear to God, send us messages. I'm not a liar. <laughs> Y'all suck. I'm fine with that. Back to poor Charlotte here. <laughs> Sorry, Charlotte. Uh, firstly, a street called The Shambles, which is meant to be the inspiration for Diagon Alley, and now has not one, not two, but three dedicated Harry Potter gift shops. I love that for them. And also the bridge at York train station, where it, which is where they film the scene of Hagrid giving Harry his ticket for the Hogwarts Express. Whenever I'm at the station, I always walk across the bridge with the Harry Potter theme in my head. I love that. That's really cool. I only found out about your podcast a couple weeks ago, and I'm trying to catch up 
to real time currently on your prisoner of Askeman episodes and really and really enjoying loop and love he really is the best (laughs) (laughs) the podcast actually pushed me to finally reread the series in full for the first time since they came out while i have read individual books since 2007 and i'm always taking them down off the shelf to go back to certain chapters when they get stuck in my head I did feel like I was really due a proper reread from start to finish. But it wasn't until I finished the first episode of your podcast that I ended up racing to my university library and borrowing their copies since my owner back at home. Desperate to be back in the world right there and then. Aww. I've just finished Deathly Hollows and have had the best time. I feel like I'm mourning the end of the series all over mm-hmm. again. I first came across the Harry Potter series when I was seven years old. Hey! Just after the first movie came out. My older sister was 13 and having read the first three books was keen to see the movie when it finally became available to borrow on vhs tape from our local library shut up vhs be kind and rewind Mm -hmm. i remember walking into her living room while she was watching and seeing this very tall gruff dark bearded man on the screen and being very curious as to what she was watching a couple of months later my primary school teacher let us watch philosopher's stone as an end of the year treat and that's when i really remember getting hooked after that, I rewatched The Philosopher's Stone over and over and would even bring it on holiday. Sadly, it ended up getting stuck in the VHS player somewhere in Scotland because I'd watched it so many times. Oh, man, the troubles of VHS. My obsession was so clear to everyone that when Chamber of Secrets came out of VHS, my dad went out at midnight to buy it and brought my sister's portable TV into my room as a surprise so that when I woke up the next morning, I could watch it while I was getting ready for school. I love that. My mom read the books to me before bed up to Order of the Phoenix, and then I read Half-Blood Prince and Deathly Hallows alone. She doesn't really remember any of the books herself, except that I would always correct her on the pronunciation of spells. Clearly, Hermione Granger rubbed off on me. Mm. I remember my mom refusing to buy two copies of Half-Blood Prince when it came out, insisting that I had to wait for my sister to finish reading it, since being six years older than me, she would read it much quicker than me. Unfortunately, my sister took weeks to finish it, and I had a big shock when a boy at my school knowing I hadn't read the book yet, walked up to me in the playground and yelled, Dumbledore dies. Oh, my (gasps) God. Bullying. After this incident, I begged my mom to please, please, please let me have my own copy of Deathly Hallows when it came out. Yeah, for real. Thankfully, my mom said yes, and I was able to read the last part of Harry's story along with the rest of the world. 12-year-old me. Yeah. I want... I know I'm not supposed to, but if I was a kid, I would have punched that kid. <laughs> I was known, and that's not current Tiffany talking, but I was known to be a little rough uh, if someone was mean back in the day. May have had to stand on the wall recess a few times. It's fine. But like young 12 year old Tiffany would have physically attacked. <laughs> I mean that's I, that really would have made me so angry. That I, would that's soul crushing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that by the time we were reading those books, we were a little older cuz that's like that age I feel like Yeah. I feel like kids are like that, you know, whereas like when so we mean. Yeah, whenever whenever Half-Blood Prince and Deathly Hallows came out for us, we were a little bit older. So, like, people got it. And also, like, because we were older, we were... I mean, I was a super fast reader at that point. I literally zoomed through those books so that that wouldn't happen to me. And we were more independent. Like, we could go ourselves and go get the books and read it. Correct. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I am not 
I am not saying you should hit anyone. You should never hit anyone. <laughs> ever, 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 ever. Right. Ever. But like, holy moly, that would have upset me so much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so shocked. So Ugh. sorry, Charlotte. Um, 12 year old me felt rather pleased and vindicated that in the end, I did manage to finish Deathly Hollows before my 18 year old sister. I also remember we were going on holiday the day it came out and the man at the airport security saying he was sure that most of the bags he'd scanned that day had a copy of Deathly Hollows. I'm so grateful to the series. I think it really has shaped me who I am today. Whilst I have always felt like a Gryffindor at heart, the description of being bold and daring didn't always match up to my shy, introverted, anxious persona, which was especially strong as a teenager. I am in awe and admiration for, for people who are naturally daring and who make big, bold moves for what they believe in. And a lot of me... And a lot of me being able to live my life involves having to tell myself to, quote, be brave, even if that is just making a phone call. I totally understand that. However, characters like Neville, Remus Lupin, and Molly Weasley have shown me that bravery and courage come in lots of different forms that are not always obvious. Sorry, this is a long rambling story. It's not. I've enjoyed it. Keep up the good work on the podcast and don't let the muggles get you down. Charlotte. Oh, Thank Charlotte. you, Charlotte. That was a good story. You know, the one much. comparison to that is that Han Solo dying was ruined for Yeah, that me. was crap. That was so annoying. Same. Really? The yeah. day after the movie came out. Maybe How? even the day after. Because we went. Do you want to tell it? Go ahead. You were telling the story. So we went to this wrestling Are we match. spoiling this for anybody else? Okay, it's been years. <laughs> i'm sorry there's got to be a point where it's open communication and we've reached that point with the force awakens right now but um the yeah we went to this wrestling match like in cleveland and one of the wrestlers like you, you know how wrestlers will have like personas as like the yeah. good guy or the bad guy so sure. like this guy's persona was the bad guy and he came out with a shirt on that says han solo dies the day the movie came out yeah yeah bro yeah yeah and we had not seen it yet i was literally devastated when that happened like devastated just because of the way that it happened and how incredibly personal it was yeah oof yeah kylo you're still hot though (laughs) yes yes well charlotte thank you for your story and for making me laugh and yeah i just i love it i love it but i don't love what that kid did to you and i'm sorry yeah that kid stinks would you you (laughs) would you be shocked if i told you i picked a joke out before we started recording well i did proud of you why did hogwarts have a bunch of surfers try to enroll because they heard it was a boarding school. Oh. Hey man, I, I just want to get some tasty waves. <laughs> what is that quote from oh Fast Times at what is it? Ridgemont, Ridgemont High? Ridgemont High. All I need is some <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, what is that? I can't remember the whole quote. I just know I the end. All I need is some Good, something good vibes good vibes and no. tasty waves oh what is it i need to look this up hold on <laughs> spicoli quote 
from Fast Time. Do you know that movie? Not like that. <laughs> uh, our All Chris I need Lerner are knows. some tasty waves, a cool buzz, oh, yeah. and I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. I also... Oh, no, it's got a bad word in it, but uh, never mind. <laughs> there's, a Brad, there's a Brad Hamilton quote that I think is great, too, but... I'll say it after we're done recording. (laughs) All right. Follow your hosts on social media. Uh, The newest member who this is the last, the last recording, Sans Fillmore. We're going to have him going forward on recordings. So that's pretty exciting. If you want to follow Fillmore, he does have an Instagram page. It's Fillmore the Cockapoo. F-I-L-L-M-O-R-E, the Cockapoo. Uh, also, myself and Katie are on Instagram at the Petrus Family, and Tiffany is on Instagram at Tiff Swish underscore Flick. That's me. I've also uh, resurrected Iggy's Instagram page. If anybody wants to go follow him, it's Iggy Petrus. Dude, just turned ten. He's he had a did birthday. just turn ten. He got a and new he bed. got a new bed, and he loves it. And it makes me so happy when I buy him a bed, and he actually uses it. That's funny, because that's not going to be his bed for much longer. I, know. I was wondering the you same. You are right. <laughs> it's either going to get chewed or taken over. Or both. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to hide it for a little bit, Egg. Yeah, but Taylor, you might. He's over here like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to wreck your whole life. Okay, what am I doing? Um, We just had a little joint baby shower ish thing for myself and a couple of other pregnant friends over excuse the me it was a sprinkle i don't like that <laughs> <laughs> i kept calling it a sprinkle shower because i want to say but it was it was fun it was nice to see um my family came up and stayed played a lot of mario kart while they were here so that was fun and I, it was so funny. My niece was like in fourth place or something. She's like, yeah, I'm fourth. I'm fourth. Where are you, teeth? And I was like, first. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I am not bad at this game. <laughs> so I smoked her a few times just to like let her know who was boss. But she actually just got her own Switch. She's been getting some really good grades, and her birthday is next month. So she got a Switch early, and she's, like, over the moon about it, which is so cool to see. I'm going to get her um, a – I'm going to get her a game. I think I'm going to open up the world of Pokemon for her. (gasps) Do it. I think I'm going to get her Let's uh, let's Go Pikachu. Yes. Yeah. That's a great way to start. Get her that, and then you have to get her Sword or Shield, because that might be my favorite, like... So good. I mean, I haven't played Arceus, and I know I need to, but oh my god, do I love Sword and Shield. I just love that world so much. Yeah, yes. it's the best. Like, Arceus is so different, but like... Sword oh, is that how you say it? Sorry. Sorry. Okay. No Katie judgments. Took every opportunity to correct you. I did not! <laughs> Was I mean about it? No. No, you were very polite. Do I scoop the cat box? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Sword and Shield, like, it's classic gameplay. Super yeah. good. Yeah. 
what else? Oh, I finished Empire of Storms, which is I don't know what number is in that. In the That's the third last, because you've got Tower of Dawn and then Kingdom of Ash, right? Yeah. So I'm on Tower of Dawn. Tower of Dawn is shorter. Um, I'm listening at two point two. Don't come for me. It's fine. I know what I'm doing. I'm listening to Assassin's Blade at 2.4, so it's fine. Yeah, like, <laughs> you just have to train your brain, man. Um, so I have, like, eight, close to seven-ish hours left in that book. So I'll probably be finishing that next week. Um, I'm listening to it on Audible. And I just finished Spring Break. Took Lady Supreme to the Natural History Museum. They had a um, little like scavenger hunt that was going on where they put cheeseburgers all over the museum and you had to find <laughs> all the cheeseburgers. That's awesome. And there was one in the Dunkelostius's mouth and she thought that that was like the coolest thing ever. And for those of you who don't know what a Dunkelostius is, it is a prehistoric armored fish that was found in the Rocky River up here. And Northeast Ohio. So we call it our own. Its nickname is Dunk. 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 That's awesome. And they're also redoing the museum. They're adding a ton of space and a ton of things. And so, like, that whole wing, you know, where you used to walk in is no longer there. Like, so, like, where, like, the food area was and... Um, all like the space stuff in that upstairs area, all that is like you can't go over there because they're expanding and pushing it out. That's cool. Yeah, and they have otters. Oh, they have a whole like nature thingy outside. Don't they outside. have like a box too? They have a bunch of different. They have gray and red. I've never seen a red fox in real life. Oh, neither. Gorgeous. This one was sleeping. It was up on its little thing, and all you could see was a poof tail. <laughs> Um, but the others were like sleeping and like they have like a little rope walk that they can go through. So they were like kind of like chilling on a hammock and they were like all tired and peaky eyed and they were looking at us and they were so cute. But the otters, they have like feeding time for the otters and they put all their little fish that they eat in toys. That's so awesome. it like keeps them busy and entertained and but they were like scratching at the door because their feeding time was 11 and it was like. 1055 and they're like hello <laughs> they're so cute and you can like sit there and see them under the water and everything that's awesome and the bald eagle was out and it was like just sitting on the ground like right in front of us which was crazy those suckers are big the zoo has otters too don't they cleveland zoo i don't remember to be honest with you where would they be the rainforest i think otters yeah. Yeah, they do. Are they? Yeah, I think yeah. so. They're freaking cute. Let me know where they are, because I don't remember them being in the rainforest. But, yeah. So, it was a really nice spring break. Growing this kid. They're getting quite kicky at night. Because all is quiet, and they're like, oh, I'm not sleeping in here punch (laughs) (laughs) but no we're doing good over here nice 
I finished Crown of Midnight in the Throne of Glass series, and I'm about halfway through Assassin's Blade. Um, I also read A Brush with Love, which is a romance book about two students in dental school, which was an interesting, <laughs> an interesting, uh, the title kills me now. A Brush With Love. Uh, I really, really loved it. Like, a lot. It was a really... It might have been one of the best slow burn romance books I've read in a really long time. Slow burn. Um, <clears throat> I really loved it, though. And I also liked the... I liked the fact that the girl in the story was like a fourth year oral surgeon student. And then the boy was like a first year student. So like she was higher qualified than him, which I always like whenever the roles are reversed there. Um, so yeah, I, I really, really liked that book actually shout out to Kayla. She suggested it and actually shout out to Tiffany. Cause she bought it for me for my birthday. So oh, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> She yeah. goes, I want these two books. And I was like, I'll send you money. Now I'm done. <laughs> well, I told myself I wasn't going to buy any books until my birthday. I've done really well, Katie, right? Yeah, you've done pretty well. No, you I've have. only bought you one. Have. You really have. Two. One. Okay. No more than that. To interrupt you real quick. The Cleveland Zoo has Asian small clawed otters. Small and the claws rainforest, with right? small paws. And I know exactly where they are, and I think they're across from the orangutans. Yes. Okay. They are. I had to remember where they were. Um, but yeah, highly recommend a brush with love if you just want like a good contemporary romance book. Um, really loved it. And I'm starting the book Weather Girl. I need to read like a fluffy romance while i read a fantasy book it's just like my brain needs both of those things to keep going with the fantasy book though i will say i did i struggled with crown of midnight for a while it was one of those things where like i was i was listening to it mostly and i listen on my drive to and from work so i would listen for 30 minutes each way on the way to and from work and then a lot of the times when I'm doing an audiobook, like when I get home from work, sometimes I really feel like I just can't stop listening. And then I end up just like walking around with headphones all day until I like finish this book. Yeah. But I wasn't doing that with Crown of Midnight. It was just like I was content with listening to it in my car. And then whenever I would come home, I would open up a romance book um, and read that. And that's why Crown of Midnight took me so long. I am more invested in Assassin's Blade than I was Crown of Midnight. But of course, as SJM does SJM, the ending, her pacing is so weird in books. The ending was amazing of Crown of Midnight, and it did make me want to pick up the next one. But I decided the next one was going to be Assassin's Blade. So then after that, I'll go to, I think, Air of Fires next. Um so, yeah, I'm getting more invested. I did hear that the first two are like the hardest to get through. So I'm interested to see how invested I'll get in Air of Fire when I start it. But I am really, really enjoying Assassin's Blade. I like that it's just like little stories um, yeah. because then I like feel accomplished whenever I finish one of the novellas. I'm like, check, finished, finished the first one, finished the second one. I'm on the third one right now. So it's the assassin in the desert. So, yeah. I like it though. Yeah. So 
the books def- the series definitely gets better as it goes on. Yeah. Katie. Um, the week that we've been waiting for for multiple reasons is here and it's insane. Yeah. We had a scary moment where we didn't think that Katie was going to get her medals for her Disney races this weekend. Yeah. So there's my races are this weekend and they sent out this email yesterday and they're like, yeah, like we can't, we like don't want to send this email, but there's a chance that medals won't be available because of supply issues. Thanks COVID. Um, and like, it was a bummer, you know, like obviously first of all problems, worst things can happen is the race canceled. You're allowed to be upset about it. Right. It's okay to be up. That's a big deal. Right. It is. I mean, one of the main things about doing these run Disney races is the instant gratification of getting the absolutely gorgeous medals that they design at the end of the race and then walking around the Disney parks with them all day and getting congratulated by the cast members. Like that is such an experience of running these races. Right. Yeah. But to have that taken away sucks. I'm absolutely metal motivated. Oh, absolutely. For sure. <laughs> um, so then just today, Meg was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to print out the medals and we're going to get them laminated. And then we can at least take pictures with that. And it'll just be like a memory of us having to do that. It'll make it more fun. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That's cool. And then I literally finished getting the files ready to like find somewhere to print it. And then we got another email that was like, <laughs> the medals arrived. Woohoo. So that was exciting. <laughs> yeah. I've I heard that there are many races across the US yeah. that had races this weekend that were not getting their medals either. So it wasn't just a Disney issue. It was an everywhere issue. Um, I wonder if those other places are gonna get them or you know, Disney being a billion dollar corporation got first dibs on the medals. I don't know, but right. uh, yeah, just like shout out to the run Disney workers for having to make the call to send that email, which is a huge you know they waited until they thought yeah, it I know wasn't going to happen. They didn't want to send that email because they knew yeah. they were going to hear it. Um, but anyway, I'm glad they arrived. And also, like, shout out to them because I'm sure that they're working all night tonight to unbox all of them and get them ready for the 5K tomorrow. I know. I was literally <laughs> so, thinking, like, th- the so 5K's imagine. tomorrow? Yeah. yeah, but it's at night. It's at 10 o'clock to n- tomorrow night. It's a scavenger hunt through Animal Kingdom. And then Friday's nothing. And then it's Saturday, Sunday. You're both doing the 5K, right? Yeah. Yeah okay yeah the metal is a compass i'm so so excited and it like has mount everest on it Ah, i can't wait it's really neat you can just tell people you got that from climbing everest yeah for sure that's what i did i'll wear my expedition everest uh track jacket and track jacket um so that's exciting um i'm running the longest i've ever run before she's gonna kill it so thanks really are thanks i hope so you will um what else? Oh, obviously, my medal that was going to be my medal, if I wasn't going to get medals, was my puppy who's coming after our the last race. Um, he's getting delivered to us because they don't do pickups on that day. And like, it's just the best way that it worked out. So he's going to have a little drive and we're going to get him on Sunday. And I'm really excited to meet him. Uh, a pooch. Just excited to meet him. And like Meg has the whole almost the whole next week off. So like we just get some like fam time. You know, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to learn his little personality and he can learn our personalities. We could just become a little family of five. Crazy. You have a lot of kids, man. No, I right? know. Teddy, <laughs> I wish I could have had a sprinkle. A puppy sprinkle. <laughs> yeah. 
you sprinkled yourself for like weeks. No one could buy you anything because you probably already had it. <laughs> I know. I do that. Let me know um, what kind of toys he likes and I'll get him one. Aw, will do. Renal Waslov said, will Little Fillmore run with Katie? I've thought about it. Obviously, maybe. that'll have to be like maybe more towards fallish when he's older. Um, yeah, you we're not really going to take him on walks for a couple weeks. So yeah. we just want to get him all vaxxed up and stuff. Mm-hmm. So make but sure maybe, he's safe. Maybe. We'll see. That'd be pretty fun. It'd be a good that way to tire awesome him out. To get his energy out. <laughs> Go on a run with your mom. True. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's a very exciting weekend. It's gonna be a lot happening, and a lot of exhaustion, and a lot of energy, and a lot of a lot, a lot of stuff. You know, excited. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to take him to go get a puppuccino, a pup cup. All the people at my work are very excited to meet him, and I think they're probably tired of hearing me talk about him. But well, it ain't gonna stop. oh man uh somebody in discord told me what this should be for and now i can't remember who um but they suggested that this episode should be for promises and (laughs) p i just want to say that i sent my proof in discord that what I said is true. I ain't making anything up. Oh, for promises and pain. <laughs> well, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! Just. Just kidding. <laughs> I know this sounds great. Oh yeah. While we're still on Discord, I know people sent stuff earlier, but if anyone has an episode or an idea for an episode title, that's kinda didn't write one down this time, but I feel like there was a lot of ammo for it. Guys, I'll send you I'll send you the most current updated photo of Phil Phil in Discord. Phil Phil. Little Philly cheesesteak. Oh my god, that's gonna be a nickname. It's been in my head probably since the day after we decided to name it. I love cheesesteak. Bye swishers. <laughs>